Welcome to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Your host, Leonard Birdsong, is a law professor, a former diplomat, and a former federal prosecutor who's here to inform and entertain you with a mix of humor, opinion, and information. Now, here's Leonard Birdsong. Yes, sirree, that music means it is Leonard Birdsong on Leonard Birdsong Radio. So glad that you have joined me today on Talk Zone Radio. I'd love to be here. This show is a unique blend of humor, opinion, storytelling, storytelling, and information. As always, I read some of my dumb criminal law stories, and uh, my research assistant sends me some uh, news tidbits. I'll read those, and we will talk about the death penalty a little bit more. You know, I talked uh, to about that at an earlier program. As usual, I do have the peanut gallery with me. They're growing every week. Yep, there they are. And gosh, and, and, and the fax machine is going off too. My God. All right, so we got the peanut gallery. Okay, we know you're there. We know you're there. All right, thanks so much. Thanks so much. All right. Fax machine has been going off already. Things are coming in. But you know, listen, I, I like movies. I don't know how many of you out there like movies. Like movies, but um, I've always liked movies, and I've always liked the Academy Awards. My mother was a big movie fan, and even as a kid, she made me watch the Academy Awards. I always went to sleep on them, but uh, this year, I still went to sleep, but there was a big, big snafu. Now, some of the movies that were up for Best Picture were Moonlight, La La Land, Fences, uh, Arrival, some other things. I saw many of them. Uh, I saw Moonlight and I saw La La Land. I thought they were both well done and good movies. And uh, it was probably around Hollywood. Everyone thought La La Land was going to win the best picture. But as most of you now know, there was a flub, a snafu, for the best picture, as a matter of fact, it was Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway who were going to do the the uh, the honors, and Faye Warren Beatty opened the envelope, showed it to Faye Dunaway, and she said, "La La Land wins the best picture." A couple of minutes later, there was some confusion on stage, and we were told that it was wrong that the wrong envelope had been handed to Warren Beatty, and that it was actually Moonlight that had won the Academy Award. So what an exciting end. Now, how did all of this happen? Well, according to what I've heard from the Hollywood-type people, the, the uh, Oscars person who from the, the accounting company of Price Waterhouse, I guess it is, and Coopers, they're the ones who keep the tallies of who wins what. And supposedly the person from the accounting company, was busy tweeting during the big show and ended up handing the wrong envelope to Warren Beatty. At any rate, the uh, fellow's name is Brian Cullinan, and he's very apologetic. He's sorry that he did it. He was told he shouldn't be tweeting, but he got involved in tweeting about uh, Emma Stone winning the best actress for La La Land. At any rate, the story has quite an ending. The Academy of Motion Pictures 
say that they're probably not going to have those two people from the accounting company to come back and ever do the Olympics. So there you have it. We've never seen a flub or a snafu like that before. Now, I originally, before I found out all this information, was going to talk to you about maybe you are a big Oscar fan. Here's a little quiz. Won't take long. I'm going to get to some dumb criminal law stories in a moment. However, there goes the fax machine again. She just won't stop sending me those faxes. Okay, these are dumb news tidbits. But anyway, you know when the first Academy Awards was, where the first Academy Awards show was held, do you know? Could it have been in D.W. Griffin's backyard? Could it have been in Grauman's Chinese Theater? Or was it at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel? This is in 1929, and I know most of you out there weren't around for that time. But the answer is the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Now, most of you also know that La La Land has been nominated for, or had been nominated for a record number of nominations, tying it for the most nominated film ever alongside Titanic and All About Eve. Do you remember how many nominations it received? Was it nine or 14? Or 17. Think about it for a moment. Did they get nine nominations, 14 nominations, or 17 nominations? Well, if you guessed 14, you were right. My final question is about Barbara Streisand and Katherine Hepburn have both won Oscars, and there's a certain distinction that they have. What is that distinction? They are... The only leading actresses to tie for an award, or they both refused to accept their trophies, or each of them had to have their Oscars replaced when they were stolen. Barbara Streisand and Katherine Hepburn, Hepburn have these Oscar distinctions. Are they the only leading actresses to tie for an award? Did they both refuse to accept their trophies? Or did each of them have their Oscars replaced when they were stolen? Well, some of you know the best answer is uh, they were the only leading actresses to tie for an award. So there you have it. Enough about the Oscars. I've got more to say here. I want to tell you about some of my dumb criminal law stories. I've been working on some stories here. These are some new ones. They haven't gotten into any of my new books. You know, you can read some of these stories on my blog. Go to www.birdsongslaw.com, and you can read about some of these stories. Later on, I put some of them in my books that you can find on my website, leonardbirdsong.com. This first story today is from Florida. The headline read, Their mouths were clean, but their hands were dirty. This comes from Orange County, in Orange County, deputies alleged that 64-year-old Mary Curtis and 44-year-old Clint Curtis led a racketeering operation that was responsible for stealing more than $100,000 in elect get this electronic toothbrush products and cash from Publix, Walmart, Walgreens, and CVS stores throughout Central Florida. Now, the criminal complaint that I've seen alleges that the bulk of the money the two brought in came from stealing two particularly unusual items, high-end electronic and replacement toothbrush heads, then returning them 
as if they had legitimately purchased them and then pocketing the cash. Not only were the corporations losing money on the stolen merchandise, but they also lost money each time their employees processed the return. The Curtises are being held in the Orange County Jail awaiting trial right now, folks. Another story from Florida, and this comes from Orlando. Yes, I live in Orlando, and I'm broadcasting from Talk Zone Studios in Orlando. The story, Vicious Swan... The headline read, it was a foul day for this police officer. Story. An unnamed police officer was caught on video fleeing from a swan that chased him out of Orlando's Lake Eola Park as he rode his bicycle. The Orlando Police Department tweeted the footage, noting, quote, you can't imagine the hazards our officers face out there every day. (laughs) Yeah, that is sort of funny. All right, it's not that funny. Let's go to the next one. Sticking with Florida. Yes, I've been developing a number of stories from Florida. This one, the headline says, Con Man. It has been reported that when attorney Kenneth Andrews first met his new client, Donald Mitchell, at the Seminole County Jail, Mitchell walked out of the lockup looking like a superstar. While dressed in a white jail jumpsuit, not the blue jumpsuit like most other inmates, and he was wearing tinted gold framed glasses. Now, Mitchell was a star of sorts who gained cachet while in the jail because he's the inmate who conned his lawyer into smuggling a new iPhone past correction authorities, an act that left the attorney locked up in the same jail. Mitchell also threatened the judge and tore up a security jail camera. My gosh. It's not that funny. It's not that funny. Okay. There's more. Let's go to France now. Here's a story. The headline, translated into English. Things don't always go better with Coke, stupid. A woman was so curious about the quality of her cocaine that she walked into a police station and asked gendarmes to test it. The 43-year-old woman asked police in Toulouse, France, to examine two bags of cocaine and one bag of crack. Why? Quote, because she wanted to know if it was of good quality. End quote. Of course, she was arrested and sent to jail. Things don't always go better with Coke, stupid. All right, mildly funny. Let's go to Georgia. Headline. The question is, where did he put the cocktail sauce? A man allegedly stole a bag of frozen shrimp by shoving it down the front of his pants. Unfortunately, his pants gave off a distinctive crunch, crunching sound as he was leaving the Dollar General store in Albany, Georgia. The man was confronted by the store manager but managed to leave with the stolen seafood. The question again, where did he put the cocktail sauce? All right, okay, all right. Here's one from Germany. 
headline, Sex at the Top of the Bridge. Story. A German couple who took exhibitionism to new heights were arrested for indulging in sexual intercourse on top of a bridge. It appears that the lovers climbed hundreds of feet onto an arch of the Kaiser, Kaiser Lie, I'm sorry, Kaiser, Kaiser Lie Bridge in Frankfurt, Germany. They peeled off their clothes and proceeded to do the wild thing. Police had to close the autobahn to bring the couple down and arrest them for lewd public behavior. Boy, what, what heights people will go for some thrills, right? All right, okay. All right, when one starts, they all have to start. All right. Peanut, peanut gallery, settle down, okay? All right, this next story, and the last one that I'm going to tell in this second section of the show, is from New York. Now, this is a horrible story. It really isn't funny, but I'm going to read it to you anyway. The headline read, it's from New York State. There is a lot of nasty symbolism with respect to the evidence in this case. There is a lot of nasty symbolism with respect to the evidence in this case. I ask, did she really hate the man? The story. Charlene Mess, 49, of Attica, New York, recently pleaded guilty to manslaughter and faces up to 25 years in prison. Why? Well, the evidence reveals that she hit her farmer husband, Douglas Mess, who was 52, with a pitchfork, then shot him in the head, and finally buried him in manure. Mr. Mess had been reported missing by his son, setting off a seven-hour search, wherein they found him in the manure pit. What an awful story. My God. All right, we're going to take a break now. I will be back with you. Uh, the fax machine has been going crazy. I've got some news tidbits to share with you. We're going to also talk to a distinguished uh, retired judge who knows an awful lot about the death penalty to talk to us uh, at the bottom of the hour. Stick with us, folks. i got more to come. It's a new year. You're probably making resolutions again, right? Time to find a better job, improve your relationships, and fix your finances. Well, Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited, nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and consumer debt counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to consumerdebtcounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. 
Although he's been involved in serious criminal law work over the years as a prosecutor, a defense attorney, and a law professor, Leonard Birdsong knows that it's good to stay grounded. That means not always taking criminal law so seriously and instead just having a good laugh at some dumb criminals and their dumber crimes. Several years ago, he began to collect and compile weird and funny criminal law stories. He shares some of them weekly on his TalkZone Internet Radio program. And now you can read more of them yourself in one of his 14 humor books. He has two book series, Professor Birdsong's Dumbest Criminal Law Stories and Professor Birdsong's Weird Criminal Law Stories. They're available for purchase in either paperback or Kindle edition by going to the author link on the homepage at leonardbirdsong.com. Leonard knows that you'll get a few good laughs or at least a few chuckles from his collections of dumb and weird criminal law stories. Check them out for yourself by going to the author link at leonardbirdsong.com.